T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Let's ask the commissioner about all this. What does he think of this crazy process? The commissioner of the XFL, Oliver Luck, joining us on Home and Home this morning. Sir, it is great to have you. It's Dave Briggs and Ross Tucker. Wonderful to have you on the show. The XFL season kicks off February 8th, six days after the Super Bowl. We'll talk about all the rule changes, the fascinating overtime shootout shortly. But what do you make of this crazy process in the NFL, hiring coaches in a sprint and the massive amount of money being paid to head coaches? Well, first of all, good morning. Uh, it's great to be on your show, Ross and Dave. Thanks for having me. You know, e- every year, right, there's a, a, a frenzy to, to get the right guy. Uh, you know, it, it happens quickly. But, you know, keep in mind, right, general managers and others, they they kind of have an idea of who's out in the marketplace. They started their homework, you know, months ago in terms of trying to figure out, uh, you know, who, who might be of interest to them. So, uh, you know, they're getting the best guys they possibly can. And, and you know, you really don't know for, for the next three or four you know, years, right? It takes, I think, that long for a coach to kind of put his fingerprints on a, on a franchise and, and get him going. I love the Ron Rivera hire. I, I think Ron is a hell of a coach. You know, I really do. And I think he'll, he'll do well in D.C. And I, I love the McCarthy hire as well. Uh, I, I, think, I think Mike's going to do a fine job. Oliver, last question on that. Uh, just while we have you, the Browns are the only team that don't have a head coach yet. Do you feel like they're in a good position now in the sense that they can take their time and interview all the remaining guys, or are they in a bad spot because arguably the top three guys are off the board? Yeah, you know, it, it depends on, on sort of how they had uh, you know, the three guys who are gone, how they had them rated, quite honestly. I, you know, so it, it's, it's, I think, difficult to say. They do have the benefit of having some time you know to interview the, the, the candidates they want to interview but you know and, and we'll probably never know where they where they had you know McCarthy rated or you know where they had Ron rated or you know whether whether Joe Judge was rated at all right because he kind of was was not on, on most folks radar screens but I'm not sure we'll ever know so in a sense it is what it is but they've got the time now to to get the right guy for their franchise. All right, let's talk about some of the interesting new rules you guys have unveiled for the XFL season, which opens just a week after, six days after the Super Bowl in Miami. One of the most fascinating ones is in stark contrast to what we've seen in the NFL the past two postseasons, and it's regarding overtime. We saw Patrick Mahomes sitting on the sideline last postseason because a coin flip essentially determines how overtime games end of the postseason. And then we saw Drew Brees on Sunday without an opportunity to go out there and at least tie the game against the Vikings. You guys do it dramatically different. It is a shootout-style overtime procedure. Describe it for us. Well, we we thought it was important that the, you know, starting offense, starting defense of of the two teams that got you, you know, through the 60 minutes of regulation, in other words, got you into overtime, that, that those, 
you know, 44 players should be the ones who decide uh, overtime, right? So uh, in our in our overtime, uh, Team A, the offensive Team A, you know, plays against the uh, defensive Team B and, and vice versa, and they alternate alternate plays from the five-yard line, plays from scrimmage, no, no kicking involved. Uh, so it's very much sort of like, a, as you pointed out, a hockey shootout or, or a soccer shootout. So, uh, you know, the 22 starters of, of Team A and the 22 starters of Team B are really the ones who decide overtime. And we think that that's a, a very fair system because those are the 44 players that more or less got the, you know, got the, through the 60 minutes of regulation. What, what are the other rules? I know that, you know, a lot of people are excited about the potential of the nine-point touchdown, Oliver, and I'm curious if you can kind of work your way through how you guys arrived at that possibility. So we we uh, spent a lot of time, you know, looking at extra points, right? And even with, you know, the, the National Football League moving the kicker back, uh, it's still – you know, almost a fade all complete, right? Uh, the extra point kick, you know, it's, it's become somewhat of a meaningless play. So we thought we would try to do something that would bring a whole bunch more strategy into the decision surrounding an extra point. So a touchdown in our league is worth six points, just like, you know, traditional football. But then you have a one point, a two point, and a three point option. They're all plays from scrimmage. The one-point uh, option is a, is, a, is a play from the two-yard line. The two-point option, a play from the five-yard line. And the three-point option, a play from the 10-yard line. So, you know, we think that makes sense because it just brings a boatload of strategy into the game. And, you know, strategy is what I think fans love about, about football. You, you can second-guess a coach on if he's going for one or, or two or three. And also, and this was important to us, also it allows – I think a nine-point touchdown allows a team to get back into the game, you know, much more quickly. So we we think that makes sense. We think there'll be a premium on on strategy. In fact, one of our head coaches, he'll remain nameless, you know, said to me privately that you know he was thinking if his team scored a defensive touchdown, right, a pick six or a scoop and score, you know, because of that quick momentum change, he thought that that may be a time to go for three, even if it's early in, in in the ball game. So I think that'll be fun. Our fans really, really liked that aspect of, of our rules innovation. And excitement is where a lot of these rules are geared, including the changes to kickoffs and punts and what we've seen in the NFL, the double forward pass, which will be allowed in the XFL. How do you balance the desire for excitement and more scoring with the desire across the country for, for safety as well? Well, you know, they're not necessarily mutually exclusive, right? So, you know, the health mm-hmm. and safety is, is certainly important. And, and, and you know, 20 years ago, people weren't really talking about it in terms of rules. But today, it's, it's front and center as it should be. And as a former player myself, as the father of a recently retired player, you know, health and safety is something that, that plays a role. So as we looked at all of these innovations, we wanted to do a couple of things. Number one, make sure we weren't going in the wrong direction as far as health and safety is concerned, because, you know, we care about not just our players, but all players. Uh, we also didn't want to do things that appeared to be gimmicky. And that that, that was clear from our our work that, that we did with uh, with fan groups, with focus groups, and all the market research. You know, fans don't want gimmicks. Fans love traditional football. So uh, we had to be also selective in the changes that we made from, let's say, from the NFL rulebook because, 
you know, we want we, we want players to go out and play and not have to worry as they're fielding a punt if they're in college or in the NFL or in the XFL, right? We don't want you know, too much thinking going on in a sense. So uh, all of those were factors as we kind of put our rules rules together. We worked with a whole bunch of uh, very experienced people. We got a bunch of retired coaches, guys like John Fox and Jim Caldwell, uh, current coaches, Jim Harbaugh helped us with this effort, got a bunch of players, including Doug Flutie. I really wanted the guy who had played quarterback in both the NFL and in the CFL because they do some interesting things up in the CFL that uh, some American football fans, quite honestly, aren't, aren't that aware of. So we got uh, health and safety experts. We got TV people. We got some, some tech people. Uh, we really wanted to make sure that uh, we had, had good filters so that the innovations that we ultimately implemented were ones that really made sense and were all sort of backed by an underlying rationale, which basically is to allow us to play you know, an up-tempo, fast-paced game. Uh, probably the most consequential change that we've made is the 25-second clock compared to what, uh, what, what, what we're used to now which is a 40 second clock so we think that combined with the 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 ball spotting official is really going to help us play that fast-paced up-tempo game that we're aiming for oliver you mentioned uh your son i'm just curious because you and i talked i guess maybe it was last year at the super bowl um i'm curious uh what were your emotions uh when when andrew made the decision that he did and how's he doing now uh, thanks for asking. He's doing great. He and his wife had the first uh, child, our first grandchild, about six weeks ago. Uh, we were with him over the holidays. Uh, he's, he's doing great. Very, you know, he's healthy, happy. Um, you know, we were, we, we wanted my wife and I whatever Andrew wanted. Right? He's, uh, he's, he's a smart guy. Uh, played the game, loved it. Gave gave the, you know, everything he had you know, to the game, and it got to a point where he just felt like he couldn't go on. So we, you know, supported that decision 100%. I've said this before, uh, but I, I, I truly believe that, you know, everybody in, in the National Football League—it's obviously an intense physical game. Everybody's got an alarm clock, and you know, very often that alarm clock goes off at times when they don't expect it. Usually, it's when the coach tells you that you're cut, <laughs> you know, or they put you on waivers. But uh, yeah. for those guys that are sort of fortunate enough to determine their own. You know, faith, uh, that, that alarm clock goes off, uh, and whatever it goes off, it goes off. So we, we supported him uh, 100% in his, in his decision. But for a lot of us, and we're talking Oliver Luck, the commissioner of the XFL, season opens February 8th. For a lot of us, we just hit the snooze button for a while, commissioner, and then, and then we wake up again. Uh, any chance he comes back to the game he loves? Well, you know, I, I, I hate to speculate, and I can't really speak for him. I can tell you he's, he's very buoyant, upbeat, you know, positive, uh, in, a, in a great place. I, I didn't, at least over the holidays, notice any desire to get back in the field. So, uh, but I guess I wouldn't rule anything up. So, Oliver, you were talking about um, the rules and all of that stuff. Here's what I want to know. Let's talk officiating, Oliver. Well, are you doing anything different officiating wise? Because you know it's been such a source and area of frustration in the NFL this year. Sure. So uh, we've done a couple of things that I think fans will will like. Uh, first of all, uh, we've hired Dean Blandino, who used to run the NFL officiating program, and Dean Dean's awesome. Uh, he has the respect of coaches, uh, and he's putting our crews together. Uh, we've we've emphasized that we don't want a game that's too technical in terms of the officiating, and we're working with a replay system, Hawkeye, and we'll have a, a sky judge. We'll give that sky judge the opportunity uh, to 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 
to, you know, make calls, uh, but we want those calls made in 60 seconds or less, right? We don't want to, you know, unduly influence the rhythm and the flow of, of the game. Uh, we also have an eight-man crew with a ninth guy who has no other responsibility but spotting the ball because we want to play fast and you gotta got to get the ball spotted. We don't want, you know, the offense lined up waiting for the for the ball to get spotted. So uh, we we got a big clinic with all of our officials that's coming up in Houston where our training camp is right now. So we've got, uh, you know, we think we've got a pretty good plan. It's a hard game, as you guys know, to officiate. Uh, we don't want to be overly technical, but I've got uh, the utmost confidence in Dean Blandino. He's uh, probably the most capable guy in terms of officiating and building sort of a philosophy and, and implementing that philosophy. Uh, the most capable guy in the country. So we're, we're excited about that. Very much looking forward to having Dean Blandino here on Home and Home. Talking to Oliver Luck, the commissioner of the XFL, would the NFL be better off with the sky judge? Do you like what's happening in particular with the pass interference rule in the NFL? Well, I'll, I'll uh, defer any, any comments about uh, what's happening in the, in the, in the, in the NFL. Uh, you know, we're kind of focused on what, what we're doing. We think the sky judge has a, a valuable role, uh, certainly, both from a health and safety perspective, but also in the last five minutes, you know, because, you know, at that point, you don't have a chance to overcome a, a bad call. So we think we want to get the right call, but we want to do that without unduly influencing the rhythm and the, and the flow of the game. That's very important to us. And that's, that's all coming from what, what fans have, have said to us. Oliver, I'm curious. I, I enjoyed watching the AAF. I saw that they got decent ratings. Um, are the ratings that the AAF got, if, if you have someone with the financial backing like you guys do of Vince McMahon, is that enough to have sustained success, or do you need to get better ratings than they got? Well, I, I think it's, it's difficult really to compare us uh, and, and our – partnerships right with uh, with both fox and disney disney of course with abc and espn we've got you know incredible visibility coming out of the gate opening game is you know live on abc so all of our games are going to be on abc espn uh or you know fox fs1 so incredible visibility uh the the aaf really only had one game on on you know big cbs everything else was on cbs sports network so it's, I think it's difficult to compare them. I think that, uh, you know, because of the visibility, because of the sort of power, if you will, that, that Fox and, and uh, Disney bring to the table, that I think we'll get, you know, very good ratings. I'm, you know, it's, it's hard to predict. It's hard to say. I hesitate to put any number out there. Uh, but I, I think we'll, we'll do well. I think we can play a good quality uh, game. I think we can, you know, play that up-tempo, fast-paced game that fans have said they, they want us to play. We've got, uh, you know, quality coaches, guys like, you know, Bob Stoops and Mark Trustman and Pep Hamilton. You know, they, they know how to coach and know how to play. And, and our players, we, we're, we're in training camp right now in Houston, about 560 guys down there. And uh, I've been impressed with, you know, the quality of, you know, players like Cardale Jones that I'm really excited to see. I hope he can sort of reclaim some of that magic he had, you know, during that marvelous Ohio State run back in the early uh, first year of the CFP when they won the national championship. So there's some good, good quality players that, uh, that I'm certainly excited to see. So I, I, I think we can do well on, on, uh, on, you know, with both of our partners, Fox and, and, uh, and Disney. Talking Oliver Luck, commissioner of the XFL uh, about the upcoming XFL season, quality players and coaches. I can't help but notice among those coaches, there are three 
black head coaches of eight teams in the XFL, the same number, Commissioner, as the NFL has three black head coaches. Do they have a problem? How do they fix the Rooney rule? Oh, uh, you know, I'll again, I'll, I'll defer on, on giving any suggestions to, to the National Football League. I, you know, as I sat down and, and tried to figure out what sort of head coach, you know, I, I wanted in, in our in, in our league. You know, I, I I had a pretty extensive list and talked to a lot of folks and got a lot of great, you know, recommendations from people. And you know, I knew Pep Hamilton, obviously from his time as a, as an offensive coordinator with both the Colts and at Stanford with Coach Harbaugh when my kid was out there. Uh, I was very familiar with Winston Moss from his time up in, in in Green Bay with Mike McCarthy, Teddy Thompson, the former GM of the. Packers was an old uh, teammate of mine with the Houston Oilers, and Ted and I, uh, you know, stayed close over the years. And, you know, they raved about Winston and for his, uh, you know, his his coaching ability. Uh, and then Jonathan Hayes, you know, great player back in the day for the Chiefs and the Steelers, uh, you know, longtime assistant for Marvin Lewis in, in Cincinnati. Uh, I thought I thought he was the guy that uh, you know was going to be a, a great head coach. So, you know, we didn't. I don't think I looked at the guys as white or black. You know, we went out and got the best coaches that we possibly could for our league. And I'm delighted that we got, uh, you know, we got three African-Americans out of the eight. But uh, we just went and, and looked at, at, at the talent and who could play that up-tempo, fast-paced game. And that was, you know, that was exciting for us. So I, I, I think those guys are going to do, you know, very well in our league, along with, you know, Mark Trestman and June Jones and Bob Stoops, all guys that uh, you know, have long, extensive resumes as well. Uh, last one for me, Oliver. Uh, I'm just curious, how tempting is it, was it, whatever, to more or less take a, I don't want to say a shortcut, but to try to get the attention that would be generated from guys like Johnny Manziel, Tim Tebow, and Colin Kaepernick? Did you make that effort? Why or why not? Well, you know, we signed probably about uh, you know eight nine hundred players to put in our draft pool. We had a draft back in mid October, stocked up our rosters, did a supplemental draft uh, towards the end of November. You know, as the NFL season was winding down, and we're still sort of adding players. You know, as as always happens, right during training camp, as a, as a guy gets nicked up or whatever. So you know, we relied very heavily on our personnel guys, guys like Daryl Johnson, who's, you know, doing Bob Stoops' personnel in Dallas and, and the head coaches themselves. So, you know, we've got obviously salary restrictions, <laughs> you know, we're not operating with, uh, with NFL levels of, of, you know, dollars and cents in terms of compensating the players. Uh, and we think we, we've got a great group of, uh, of, of, of quarterbacks, right? Uh, we think that we've got guys like Cardale Jones. I, I, there's one player I'm really excited to see. It's, it's a guy like him, right? Because of, sort of his story and, you know, coming out a year early from, from school, probably hurt himself in the long run, but, you know, can he regain uh, that magic? We got, uh, you know, some, some really good young quarterbacks. Let's get Jordan Tayamu from, from old Miss who's down in St. Louis, a uh, very skilled, talented kid, uh, young, a little bit rough around the edges. I'm looking forward to watching him play and see, see how quickly he picks up on, on you know the offense that uh, the Jonathan Hayes and Chuck Long and, and the St. Louis team is putting in place. So we, we think we got a great group of players. I'm reluctant to comment on any anybody outside of, the, of our of our circle, but we think we've got arguably the best 560 players that are not currently under an NFL contract that you know are in, are in the Houston training up uh, for the start of the season.
Just about out of time with all of our luck, Commissioner of the XFL. Quick question before we go. Antonio Brown, if a GM or a head coach wanted to kick the tires on the former Steelers, Raiders, Patriots wide receiver, uh, what would you say about that? Yeah, I, you know, that, that, that's a, a good question. The short answer is I don't know. <laughs> you know, he's uh, we, we'd have to do a bunch of research to, to make sure. You know, Vince has told me, listen, not only do I want Oliver great, you know, football players, I want men of good character in, in, in the league. And again, I don't want to make comment on any, anybody specifically, but that's something we'd have to we'd have to go through our process. All of our guys have gone through extensive background checks uh, because again, Vince wants uh, you know he wants good character folks in our league. Talking, of course, about Vince McMahon. Tell we'd love to have him on the show. And before we go, a story we are discussing later here on the program. This is a wild one. The wife of Dwayne Wade, who is Gabrielle Union, actress, activist, author. Uh, tweeted over the weekend, Commissioner, that she had an Uber driver ask to come in and use her bathroom. She allowed that to happen. I won't tell you if it was one or a two, but you can pretty well guess. Have you ever had a wild experience with an Uber driver? Would you let one come into your home? <laughs> I'd have to think about that. I, I would probably say <laughs> yes, but I, I don't know. It's, it's a case of first impression, as the lawyers say. Yeah, you definitely would have to to read the defense at that moment. Uh, <laughs> snap judgment. <laughs> That's right. You may have to call a quick audible if necessary. <laughs> yeah, you'd really have to fire a quick audible there. All right, Commissioner Oliver Luck of the XFL. The season starts February 8th. That's six days after the Super Bowl. We can't wait for it, sir. And if you've got a spot for a 40-year-old offensive lineman, I think Ross Tucker could crush no, it in the XFL. No, no, still, no. Still we, we, will glad, we will gladly give Ross a tryout. Yes, Tucker, no. let's do it. No chance, none. Uh, I don't know uh, how anybody plays anything at 40 at all. <laughs> TV I hear you. All right, Commissioner, we appreciate the time. We eagerly await the season. Thank you, sir. All right, thanks for having me on, Dave, Ross. Take care, guys. <laughs> Hi, everyone. This is Dave Briggs. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day exclusively on the Radio.com app or on the web at Radio.com slash home. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.